Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, where we watch Blizzard, and then we talk about it, because that's what a podcast is. You, you, you guys are confusing me. Anyway, I, I'm Matt Rossi, I'm the host, and uh, with me this week are two absolutely fantastic, just amazing, wonderful people. Um, I, I love them, and I'm going to introduce them now. So, first up, because I usually introduce Anne first, I'm going to introduce Alex, because that's just switching it up. Alex Zebart, Editor-in-Chief of Blizzard Watch. What's up, Alex? Uh, not much. I'm finally playing lots of WoW again. It's been a while. I've been mostly Heroes of the Storm. And, well, I mean, if the alpha counts as WoW, I've been playing WoW all along. But yes, I've been playing in live servers again. I have a Druid at 100. Lots of Tanan Jungle because I love Tanan Jungle. I don't care how many people hate it. I love it. I love it to death. I could marry it. I think Tanan's pretty fun. I I did so before. I just don't have much reason to go there on my main at the moment. So. Yeah, you you grow out of it eventually, but that's why having an, a new a new level 100 alt is satisfying. Because even though the garrison is a money sink, Tanan is a blast. Okay, that's cool. Um, weren't you looking for something to drink to turn you into a woman, or was I misunderstanding this? Yeah, I was because I wanted to see something in the dressing room while on my death night. But that's not really relevant right now, is it? <laughs> kind of relevant. You were literally just doing it, and it's in WoW. So uh, okay. Also this week, now that I've introduce Alex and found out what a mistake that was. We'll move to Ann Stickney. Hi, Ann. Hi. I'm just sort of like wondering about the logistics of marrying a jungle and how that works exactly. Alex, uh, explain. Well, I mean, logistics <laughs> and how it works is you just get a priest and you go to the jungle. <laughs> Job done. I'm wondering, like, getting the priest and then explaining to him what he, he or her, what they're doing is kind of... I'd you like want to marry to this what? plot of land. You'd Look, like to what? This is Azeroth, <laughs> okay. where a dragon wanted to hook up with a well of water. This is and not successfully did so actually. So I guess yes. yeah, this probably marrying. A I have legitimately. Ta- I've tapped that legitimately. <laughs> Moving on. I'm sorry, but one of my favorite things still was with Azurgos and the uh, Spirit Healer. Yes. Yeah. We found out that it's not just Caligos. Blue dragons have the strangest taste. Like, don't you judge us? <laughs> they just of... they they like girls that are hard to get. Very By that I mean get. they you have to die to get them, or they have to be magically created by another dragon. I mean, a magical construct. That's just disturbing because I think any mage in Azeroth could do that. Therefore, it's probably not that hard. Uh, I don't think any mage in Azeroth could do that because the other heart of it was you need the sun well. Yeah. It's not like everybody can just turn the sun well into a woman. That's not that is not average. <laughs> that is not they don't teach that day one in magic school. That uh, would make Silvermoon RP really weird. It already <laughs> is. It already is, but that would just kick it up another level. Um yeah. Forget- maybe we should talk about news. <laughs> yes, please. I was really looking forward to explaining how my character has two scars over each eye. Uh anyway, um, as is usually the case, these are the top stories of the day, and we're going to talk about them now. Um, one of the, th- I just let's just go right to it. The big news today was the dev chat where um, Ian Hezacostas talked about all things Legion, uh, and, and and like I said, it, it's it's pretty big because they covered a lot of ground. Uh, either of you have something that jumps out at you, or do you want me to start? It's like he was talking to me. Okay, then you should start. It's like he was talking to me and addressing everything that I've been saying for the past, I don't know how long, because, let's see, the important points to me that really stood out was that he said that story was an important thing that they want to emphasize more 
in Legion because they felt like they fell short in Warlords, which you and I have discussed that how often. And then he also said that there's the, the leveling experience is kind of broken. And how long have we been talking about that, guys? Since like, we started the leveling since stream. Since we started the leveling stream. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I, it was nice to just actually see somebody come out and say it and address it. It was just sigh of relief, breath of fresh air. Love you, Ian Hazagostas, for saying it. Yeah. And well, I, th- I think he was one of the points he made, too, that was a good point, was that they it started off with good intentions. Yeah. They, they were trying to get people caught up. Like as we went from Wrath to, to Kata to Mists, they were trying to make it easier for people to get caught up with their friends so they could play with their friends. But then they put in the uh, the, the level boost with Warlords. And with the level boost, and now Legion has one as well, when you pick up the game, you can start immediately at the level all your friends will be. And as a result, all that stuff they put in to catch people up doesn't necessarily as necessary anymore. It doesn't like, really it, apply, and you can't really enjoy yourself when you're leveling low level. Um, And I liked what he said about how he felt like it should be a good game, just a good a game at level 27 as it is at level 100. Um, Because right now, it's seriously messed up. So I'm glad that they're looking at it and they're going to address that. I don't know what they're going to do just yet. He didn't have any solid plans but he, he was talking about it was something that they were definitely going to be addressing so i'm i'm really happy about that and if that involves implementing that whole legion um zone scaling system in there somehow hey that would also be an excellent idea i'm all for that yeah um, i have mixed feelings about that system being applied to the whole world if they did it, I don't think I would care. Like, I wouldn't put up a fight. But at the same time, it's also kind of nice to not have to worry when you go to older zones. Well, no, he, he specifically said it would just increase the range. They wouldn't make it so that every zone went scaled up to 100. No, fair enough. It would, it would just be like, instead of, the, you know, the zone will scale, like, a wider range of, of levels. Instead of going 1 to 10, that's your zone. It'd be like 1 to 25, and that's your zone, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. Well, you could, yeah, Or you could go to a zone, like, you know, you can go to a zone right now that, you know... One of the things that we pointed out when we did it is that it's really weird when you go to the Western Plague Lands and the Eastern Plague Lands because you, by the time you are done with those zones, if you try and do the whole zone, which we didn't even do, we, we, we left the Plague Lands before we were even done, and we, we out-leveled it before we Which we was probably through. an excellent idea because we spent most of that zone arguing anyway, so, you yeah, know. <laughs> we, it, it, it would have come to blows, but still, the, the zone was like we were already getting we were getting quests were going green and we were heading towards gray quests and we weren't even half done like we or, took off before we even did the whole paladin palace thing yeah or i so. suppose they could just um use the level range of the expansion of blocks like the old world is just one through 60 bottom line yeah and then cataclysm is i don't remember what levels cataclysm is eight uh bc is 60 to 70 uh Rath cataclysm is, is 80 to 85 Oh, yeah, there was just a five levels. Yep. And then Pandaria was 85 to 90. Yeah. And then we jump back into the... Yeah. We jump back into that whole 10-level boost thing once we hit Warlords, which feels better. Yeah. The leveling stream feels weird because we're in Pandaria now, and we're like in our... like, Like you said, we're all 89, but we started it at 85. And it felt really weird and disjointed to, to go from Kata to Mist the way we did. It does feel like we just got there. 
Yeah, we did just gone. get there. We did and we're like on our way out. we did like what we didn't even do half of Jade Forest, and we did a little bit of Kun Lai, and we did some dungeons, and we're almost level ninety. 90. I'm yeah. kind of sad our leveling stream characters don't get farms. Yeah, I know we didn't even go there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean technically nothing's stopping you from going down and doing it, but yeah, it it is weird. It leveling, especially in Kata and Mists, felt the strangest of them all. Yeah, but then they all feel kind of strange. So yeah, definitely. It would be nice to see some adjustments made there. Uh, okay, Alex, anything jumping out at you? Beta Thursday? Yeah. That's did we not mention that thing. yet? You did not that's mention that yet. <laughs> yeah, so yes, beta is this Thursday. The, the alpha is shutting down today, and the beta will be up Thursday. Yeah, so I think they're just taking realms down for like a day or two and handing out a... Like, I mean, they didn't give a number of beta invites, but apparently it's going to be a huge number of beta invites, whatever that means. And the gates open Thursday afternoon. Uh, we're talking. We've been talking about our leveling stream a lot. I think beta is going to open up again while we're streaming. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a there is a character in progress wipe. So if you have level 110 on the alpha, like I do, uh, it's gone. Oh yeah. well, goodbye. All that oodle fisk yeah. fjar- farming, farming. All that oodle fisk farming. Oodle fisk. I can't even farming. say it wrong when I try. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all that farming of that fish and subsequently coughing it up in the dollar on well, it's all going bye-bye. We're it's going expected. to have to do it all over again, Alex. We should. <laughs> That's fine. It, it is expected. The Warlords beta, they seem, it seems like they wiped characters every couple of weeks. And yeah, the Warlords beta the... saw a lot of wiping. Yeah. Uh, maybe now that Legion is in beta, they'll do a lot more wiping. But throughout the alpha, there were no wipes, I can recall, which was a Even... surprise. Even when they would say that in this build you should start a new character, they didn't wipe the character. You should, yes. but we're not going to wipe your existing characters. There won't be a character copy open from the onset, unfortunately, so character copy is still disabled. But it's beta. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to alpha, which is um, nice. Now that it's in beta, I'll feel a lot more comfortable. Because um, when we're getting towards the end of the alpha, you kind of got that feeling we're going to go to beta because all of the specs were available now. You know, all of the class campaigns, most of them were available. It's like, okay, seems like they're getting ready for beta. So you don't want to invest too much in that alpha character because you figure they're going to wipe. But now that it's in beta, I'll feel more comfortable really investing in that character and really doing endgame stuff and seeing what it's all about beyond like trying something once or twice. Yeah. So I'm I still think that. we need to do another late night fishing stream. Because I'm going to have to get back up to, you know, from nothing to that. How many fish did it take? It took quite a lot of fish. A bajillion. Yeah. It's okay, though. I mean, we had fun doing it. So I wouldn't be adverse to doing it again and getting my fishing back up. Because fishing is such an important profession. It really is. You you cannot survive without fishing. Yeah, you have to have it. Really. (laughs) I refuse. It's It's more important than gear. I'm I gotta not, get my herbalism up again too because not leveling fishing. I'm gonna be not happening. I'm gonna be real sad, real sad if I can't like get my fjarns goggle. So I'm gonna have to pick that up again too. But yeah, professions are all in there. I think uh, order hall campaigns are in. Is it every class? I don't know if every class is. I don't in know. Yet. Warriors got theirs. I know warriors got theirs in the most recent build. Yeah. Uh, so a few um, others did. Like four or five did. Yeah, and I think there's still a couple of classes that are missing their order hall campaigns, but it doesn't matter because those will get implemented over time anyway. So, 
yeah, it's it's looking a lot more solid now, and everything's going to be unlocked. I don't think they're going to lock anything or gate anything weirdly. Well, they yeah. said um, the cinematics are aren't not going, in. going yeah. to be in until no. it's live. Yeah, they won't be in until it's live, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with it, but I'm also a little disappointed. I will admit that I'm I get I don't have a problem with them not putting it in, but I wanted to see them. I, I yeah, know, I, I love seeing them, but I will wait for them. I'm okay with waiting well, for them. Here's the reason why, because every so often, instead of just saying cinematic goes here, it's something like really awesome cinematic happens now. They're like, oh, I wanted to see the really awesome cinematic. That's kind of not cool that you told me this. There's a big thing <laughs> that's gonna go right here, but you can't see it yet. But you will yeah. eventually. When you're, when you're playing and that placeholder text is there. You know what happened anyway. If there's a corpse on the ground, that person died. No, no, I know that. I just want to see it. I want to see the right. really awesome thing. That's I why. I mean, I mean the opposite. It doesn't make sense to me that they would not have that in the beta, even though you see the outcome of it anyway. I think they just don't want people to like actually put them up on YouTube yeah. early. Is what I think it is, because that's what happened every other time. Like even going back as far as I can, going back far enough to the Wrathgate. Yeah. I remember the Wrathgate. Yeah, program. Wrathgate. So going back that far, you know, uh, for me, um, one of the things I was I was interested in was their talk of how Mythic Dungeons are going to work, uh, the, the way they're going to, you know, they flat out admitted, yeah, it's kind of like Diablo. We were playing a lot of Reaper of Souls. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's got similarities to uh, to Greater Rifts. The whole so Mythic Plus thing that's going yeah. on. And one of the things they mentioned was the affixes for the dungeons are going to be. They're not just going to be mobs do more damage type stuff. There's 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 going to be one called skittish, which you know made my heart stop. Uh, the skittish affix means that threat your your tank's threat generation is greatly reduced, so you have to like actually like let the tank work and they, help they, out. Yeah, they described it as a trip back to the days of waiting for three sunders. <laughs> Yeah, Which even though Sunders sounds don't exist fascinating anymore. to me. Uh, I mean, you're already in that mindset, though. I don't think you've ever gotten out of that mindset, no, Rossi. No, <laughs> no. I was traumatized and I never healed. You're very <laughs> careful when you, when you tank. You're very careful about pulls and you're very systematic about how you do things. And that's just because you kind yeah. of you you were you started playing where that was absolutely yeah. necessary and something thing. you needed to do. And you've just carried that on, you know, I think that's why I'm not tremendously nostalgic. Like I'm not a big legacy service guy. Because <laughs> I, never how horrifying. I never stopped playing that way. That's how I play. Like everyone else tanks in the modern sense and I can still tank just fine, but it's like I'm tanking and in the back of my head. I think we were talking about it in the arc way is that I know how to do a corner pull. Yeah. Corner pull is like a long. Yeah, start. Arcway is so, what I was uh, thinking about because the last time we did Arcway, it was very we were very systematic about it. Like, okay, I'm gonna pull them around the corner. Everybody get around the corner. I'm gonna pull. Them. <laughs> You're like, I could almost hear Alex going, "Why?" And I'm like, "No, I'm doing it." <laughs> well, it was on that specific pull because it was the worms who target yeah. the ground. So we could have done it your way, where we go around the corner, or we could have done it my way, where it's move out of the crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I know full well. I'm too. I'm too. Uh, he was just erring on the side of caution is all yeah. i'm too habituated to people not getting out of crap as well. right <laughs> it's just i i so yeah that that years of lfr and yeah. dungeon finder I, I, will do that to you i generally give people a chance to prove they can't do something before i <laughs> yeah no i'm I'm too programmed to just skip straight to all right no one's going to do this so we'll just do it this way but i i did like the idea that it'll the affixes will change gameplay 
not just make things hit harder, but actually change the way you need to approach it. Like, you know, you need to focus fire or you need to whittle them down. Yeah. Uh, there was like, there's one FX where it makes them explode. And then when they explode, they buff the people around them. So, so you have to be very careful about pulling them apart. Um, one of them, he mentioned teaming in particular that has like trash pulls have additional mobs in them. There's lots more trash. Um, so yeah, it's like, challenge modes but extra and one of the things you also mentioned too is it doesn't reset all the way like it resets but it doesn't reset all the way to like one and you start over again i i missed the whole reset thing like why why would it reset is it like a you can see as far as you get in a season is that how it works it was actually weekly weekly okay I wasn't 100% on that one myself, to be completely honest. Uh, but I like that it doesn't reset all the way, that it resets down to a percentage. So you can you do, do make progress, but you do have to like keep going to keep the progress, uh, which I thought was nice. It keeps dungeons a viable thing to be doing, which is like beyond challenge modes even. Because challenge modes, I mean, you get to the point where you get gold and everything, and then it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm done with this, you know? Yeah. It, There's it not really me... much impetus other than, oh, maybe being top on the leaderboards. But even then, that's not much of an impetus. Whereas this, it's like, it's fresh. It's changing. It's changing all the time. So there's always a reason to go do it. Because it's always going to be something different to do. Which I, honestly, if they were going to borrow anything from Diablo, I'm glad they borrowed that. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's um, it makes me, like I like the sound of it. It sounds really cool. But I also don't like the sound of it because it means I have to put in the effort to find a guild again to do them because this doesn't sound like something you're going to pug. It's something you're going to want a group Honestly, of friends to do. Honestly, I almost, I almost wonder if, you know, once we're done with le- with leveling in Legion, if we should start streaming those because we'll have a five-man group and that would be a situation. I, I proposed this and I think Liz made a frowny face. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see um, what happens. That, I think that would be... Um, we we definitely have to see. I think that might be a concern with our group in particular because I, I think and with what we do, we work well together. But I think we also have like varying levels of casualness. Oh yeah. In that, um, there's probably a couple of us who would be like, yeah, let's do it hardcore. And there's a couple of us who are like, I just want to kill rats. <laughs> and right now, we're all just killing rats, and that's fine. You know, we'll see. Mm. But at any rate, I, if I we were going to do about. that, though, I'd want to do that not on a hunter. I'd actually <laughs> want to do that like either on a rogue or a shaman, because those are my two classes of choice. Well, we can probably cross realm it, so we can use any of our characters. Yeah. Yeah. But th- definitely, at least for me, one of the things that I, I think I've been saying, and I know I said it when Warlords came out and we were proved so wrong, uh, but I, I, one of the things I've always wanted them to do is get a more emphasis on the small group content. And to make it viable as a progression path, uh, and I, I, you know, I'm not anti-rating. I rated for years. I love rating. Uh, it's kind of harder for me to do now. I think that's one of the problems: is your life changes and you can't invest the time. Yeah, but you know, we're we're all older than we were when we were doing this hardcore rating. And I'm I sure. I don't know if I'm going to go back to rating in Legion or not. I don't think I am because while I've been kind of bored with Warlords of Draenor because Endgame really didn't have a whole lot outside of rating to do to like keep me occupied and invested at the same time it was sort of nice having all that free time to do other stuff yeah that's that's the thing like um when i quit writing what struck me the most is i have time to do whatever i want 
I have time to do anything. I can use that time to play WoW or play a different game or go see a movie or watch TV or sleep. <laughs> you know, any Sleeping of is great. I really like that one. <laughs> so I, I really, I, I, since I quit writing, I've never felt a compulsion to go back to it. I'll do LFR to like see stuff just to experience the content and see what it looks like and maybe get some loot out of there. I don't know, but dedicating a schedule to it, not my bag yeah, anymore. It really, is, it really is the scheduling that for me. Um, and also the fact that, quite frankly, I can't see. So that's a problem. Uh, if I if I screw up and miss something and kill you for, yeah, whatever. But if I if I made a raid wipe, I'd feel bad. So that is a problem for me. That's that's a reason. I'm it doesn't probably... matter if you kill the four of us because we kill each other fairly often anyway in dungeons. You kill me. It's not. <laughs> it's just Everybody revenge. It's revenge for if letting you die. A, if I had a way to kill Mitch on demand, I would do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're is this in the chat channel gosh i hope not <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to play that for him later just re- during the leveling stream we'll play a recording of alex saying that if i can kill mitch i do it all the time <laughs> said it is his ring make it a sound bite <laughs> yeah i mean a soundboard of alex saying he wants to kill mitch <laughs> oh god anyway so I, I guess that's, you know, there was more. I mean, they talked about transmog a little bit, which, you know, we've, we've covered in the past. We, we know basically what that is. They talked about how the beta will be basically be starting. It, it's going to not do it. The, the alpha started kind of after everything had happened. Like the alpha you started, everything's already gone to. to the broken the aisle, the starting experience thing was not there at the onset of alpha. Yeah, and it's been going through iterations. I tried doing it um, Horde side before they shut down the alpha, and uh, instead of getting to do it, I ended up drowning all of my characters. <laughs> oh, dear. I didn't get I a chance to hop in and do it, so I'm hoping that that's probably going to be one of my first things I do with Beta sank, is the Horde character. I sank three Tauren, uh, four Orcs, and uh, a couple of Blood Elves to the bottom of Davy Jones's locker. <laughs> before they put in the patch where you just jump forward and get teleported back to the boat. I was just killing all my horde characters. They were all just drowning. <laughs> the best part is when you try and like I'm trying desperately to find the water strider mount the first time. And <laughs> getting on the water strider and running really fast and nope, you don't get out of fatigue and time dies. So yeah, that that was that was not a great introduction to the, the horde uh starting experience. Well it was sort of also- like when Alex summoned us only it didn't summon us it just yeah. dropped us in the middle of the ocean yeah it dropped you directly <laughs> under dalaran yeah dalaran, dalaran didn't catch you you just went right through yeah. it, and it well it water. seems uh i don't hopefully they'll fix it eventually but it doesn't seem like anywhere in the broken isles has like coordinates associated with it for summoning so no matter where i tried to summon you guys in the broken isles whether it was dalaran or zuna or whatever summoning you put you in the middle of the ocean yeah, I'll be like happy the if they fix that boss location. in the Arcway because that whole using the demonic portal and getting taking it to Dalaran that was bizarre. That was very strange. Yeah, that was that was one of the ones like I'm. I, it didn't affect me. Like I didn't have it happen to me, but I like watched. Didn't it like throw Anne and Mitch to Dalaran? Yeah, um, it was the demonic portal that Warlocks put down, and I put it down because one of the I got spells stuck the boss in the corner was getting us stuck in walls. But I got stuck in the walls. Like, what if I use my demonic gateway? Will it get me out of the wall? And it did. So I tried to give everybody else a demonic gateway. And it Liz, took me to Dalaran. And then and it took Liz it. to her class yeah. hall. So it, was it sending people to their hearth locations? I maybe. think so, maybe. If Liz had her hearth set for the glass hall. I mean, mine was set for Dalaran. 
And it sent me to where I had my Hearthstone bound, which was underneath Dollar on Down in the Circle Wills, because it's cooler down there. Me and All the Rossi, cool kids buying their Hearthstones down there. It worked properly for us. Like, the Demonic yeah. Gateway acted like it should. But for you and Liz and Mitch, you all got teleported out of the dungeon for reasons unknown. So, yeah, it's alpha. These things happen. But at the same time, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Let's just hope that, was... that these are fixed when beta rolls around on Thursday. So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just funny because we're, we're trying to do a boss and people are getting teleported out of the dungeon in the middle of the boss fight. But uh, um, I guess that's pretty much it for the, the dev. I mean, he talked about some other stuff, but nothing nothing else that was really new. Yeah. I mean, the, um, the beta date was the really big announcement. I, I think it's it was one of those chats where it's probably useful for the broader World of Warcraft audience who doesn't follow everything super closely. But they kind of mm-hmm. went over news that we've already covered. Yeah, but and, for and us a little bit. And, and the audience that reads us and listens to us all the time, it's, it's old, like there are world quests. Well, we knew that, but maybe the, re- the general population didn't. So I think it's probably useful for that general population, but for the I people still, who actually read these fan sites, they know it already. Yeah, I still really appreciated, though, what he said as far as the story goes and as far as how they're approaching story in Legion. And that makes me a lot more optimistic about the expansion as a whole because Warlords kind of let me down in a big yeah. way. And I had such high expectations for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually thought, like I said before, I thought Warlords was fine up until you actually tried doing stuff at max level. Right, and right. And, worst, and from every was, indication on the beta, it was yeah. going to be fantastic because the only, you could only get to max level on the beta. There wasn't any indication. You don't, you don't beta test endgame. That's, and you don't know what their release schedules would be like. Yeah, you don't you don't know any of that when you're beta testing. So all you're beta testing is that leveling experience. And it was so good that I figured Endgame would just be an extension of that. And it was not. But that's okay. Yeah. Legion's looking the, a lot better. I'm excited. One of, one of the things I really hope Legion does is has a better release schedule. Like, you know, I'm not saying it has to have the Mists of Pandaria release schedule, which was nuts. I mean, the, the, until until the last patch of of of, uh, of the expansion, Mist was dropping patches like crazy. Yeah, and it big was... patches, like patches full yeah. of stuff, all so kinds I'm of not, good stuff to do. I'm not I'm not expecting it to hit that level. Like, quite frankly, if I was going to talk about expansions that did patches reasonably well, Mist would be up there. Uh, but in terms of it, Legion, I hope Legion can at least hit two or three good solid patches and a couple of a couple of lesser patches. Like you know. I'm okay with there being a patch that basically says, here's a cute toy, like in the case of the selfie camera patch. Yeah. That's fine, but I'd like to have a couple patches that do other things. And you know what? I think... Go ahead. I'm okay with the expansion lasting longer than a year, as long as that longer than a year has has significant content paced throughout it, and there isn't that year-long stretch of nothing between it and the following expansion. We've now had, I think, close to three times. Yeah. yeah, and I just, I don't know. I, I think that selfie camera patch wouldn't have gotten such a bad rep if the rest of the expansion hadn't dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. If, they had, if they had great content that came on after that and supported it a little longer and Warlords had like played out properly, uh, nobody would have made a big deal out of the selfie camera, except, unless, except for the people that are like, oh, I don't like selfies. Well, I, yeah. I, I like the selfie camera. I like that oh. it was added. I don't use it really at all and don't care about it at all, but that's not the point. The it point makes is for it, some amusing screenshots. <laughs> it's, it, it's 
it's content for some people. It's a cool toy that some people are going to like. But more importantly, had it, like, basically, if there was, like, say, a, a dungeon or raid patch before it and after it, then no one would have cared. Right. No, absolutely not. The thing is, is like, I don't really, the selfie camera, was it fun? Yes. I enjoyed it immensely and I still use it to this day. Do I consider that content? Not really, because it's oh, just it's a, a thing you use to take screenshots. It's not really what I would Pe- call. Pepe's you know. really neat. Like, Pepe's really cute. But nevertheless, it is not an excuse to not give me anything else to do. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's that's one of the things I would say. I'm ho- it, it seems I'm hopeful that that's where they're going. And once uh, once Legion is beta, I really think you should get a character to 110 and check out World Questing. Yes. Um, I okay at the state it was in when they first implemented World Quest, which is not finished by any means. It's just that's just when I did it when it first went in. I didn't feel like there was that much more story than what we had in Warlords. Um, there's usually like a line of text. That maybe gave some context, but I didn't feel like it was storytelling. Um, so I'd be interested to see what your opinion is on it. So you should get to one ten. It, it's it's in the in the works and being planned. I mean, I don't want to leave that content alone. Um, speaking of betas, yeah, we should probably talk about the Overwatch open beta, which just ended. It's yeah, gone. It was extended a couple days to get to here, and then they closed it. Yeah, it's it was gone. To end. It was supposed to end on the 9th, and they were like, eh, have another day. So it went down earlier today. Yeah. Um, I think I've run into a few different people who have been very confused about the open beta. Um, there have been people who thought the game was launching today after the open beta ended. No, it's the 24th, guys. That's when it comes <laughs> yeah. out. It's 14 not, days. It's not like um, Hearthstone or Heroes where they're like, okay, beta's over. Game's live now. Yeah. Heroes in particular, like for it was like in beta forever, and everyone was like, "This game's done. Why is it not released?" Yeah. Uh, with, with this particular one, they're going to take the next couple of weeks and deal with what the beta has shown them. Yeah, um, they're basically going to take all that data that they grabbed from all the people piling in for the open beta, and all the people piling in on console, and all the people, you know, they're going to take all of that, look at it, apply it, make fixes and adjustments where they need to, and then it'll all be ready to go. I played it actually on my uh, Xbox, yeah. and um, my first thoughts are, quite frankly, that I, I was correct in knowing that I'm going to be a terrible, terrible, terrible Overwatch player. I am I am very bad at this. But the other thing was I was doing the, the bit where they have you play Soldier 76 and run around learning how to play the game. Yep. And uh, there's a point where you use your biotic grenade type thing to heal yourself. And my wife's like, biotic grenades? What is this, Mass Effect? <laughs> and uh, I was like... <laughs> laughing pretty hard at soldier 76 effectively being shepherd because you know he kind of is soldier 76 is the shooty man yeah he's the generic shooter guy yeah pew pew which is fine i, I love his goofy jacket though i'm sorry yeah he's got a ridiculous jacket and it's fine uh but one of the things i noticed about the, the beta in particular is that it, it's very it it's deceptive in that it feels extremely polished and you don't it doesn't feel I, I have a hard time thinking what they're going to do for the next two weeks. Well, Are they, they going to do stuff? But One thing tune. they talked about was um, the competitive play mode. They actually de- deactivated it during the open beta. Mm-hmm. Um, they re- implemented it fairly late in test closed beta. Like, okay, competitive mode is in, and people weren't really happy with it in the beta. And Blizzard very quickly decided, okay, we're going to turn it off. It's not going to be there at launch anymore. We're going to release it better later. So, uh, I mean, I guess Which testing okay is with. 
It's I'm still okay. revealing issues like that. Maybe game balance is fine now, but there are still features that could use work. Well, yeah. I I can't speak to it, but a lot of people are complaining about Bastion. Bastion uh, is oh my gosh. a difficult character. Because if you're brand new to the game and you go up against Bastion, you have no idea what to do. He is the noob killer. He just is. You don't know how to deal with it. But then what happens is once people learn how to deal with Bastion, he quickly becomes one of the least effective heroes in the game. Uh, people who are playing the game at a high level just don't use Bastion. They just don't. But when it's a bunch of noobs killing a bunch of other noobs, Bastion is unstoppable. So that's probably going to be where the balance changes happen. Yeah, um, the problem him being a noob killer, it's kind of irrelevant. But if he isn't being used at all at max level, because or not max level, at high level play, just because you learn how to deal with him so effectively, that's probably something to look at. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably end up making him slightly less of a noob killer to make him more of a threat to people who know how to beat him. Yeah. But I, I just thought Helpful I noticed tip. the complex. Hanzo. Yeah. Widowmaker, Genji, all three of these guys are really good against Bastion. When I was doing really well as Bastion, I had a Tracer who just figured out how to get behind me all the time. And Tracer just stick a bomb on my back and I would be dead. Yeah, Tracer Tracer can also be pretty effective. But um, Widowmaker and Hanzo in particular, I mean, they can snipe from a distance and make really quick work of Bastion. Particularly if he's in turret mode and not paying attention yeah, to the fact that he's being sniped, you know. In any character that can, like, displace him, or somebody in chat just mentioned Roadhog. Hook him as Roadhog. Yeah. So there are ways to deal with him. Just when you're brand new to the game, you don't know what those ways are. But it is funny seeing all of the people who are playing in open beta raging about Bastion. Because the people who got in the closed beta went through that We're phase raging about months. Bastion. <laughs> They got over it. It's been they the same cycle. You yeah. get new players in. The new players complain about Bastion, and then they get they they. Somebody on my Twitter feed said that Bastion is basically like um, your first raid boss in World of Warcraft. Like once you figure out how to beat Bastion, then you've actually like mastered the game. And I'm yeah, like, so yeah, he is kind of like a raid boss because once you kill him once and figure out how to do it, he's on farm. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how he works. Yeah, it's it's just such a, a fascinating thing to see that a bunch of new players, Bastion is unstoppable. You look at people who've been playing it for a while, nobody's playing him because he's bad. Not I like bad, playing but him. not as helpful as others. Yeah, he's not quite as helpful, but I do like playing him. I mean, I like his abilities. I enjoy playing him. I think he's kind of fun. Plus, you know, beep boop robot. And, and people are starting... To- I've noticed recently people are starting to discover how powerful May is. Yes, May is so much fun too. Everybody, I very rarely, early in the beta, very rarely saw anybody playing her. Nobody really thought much of her. Nobody wanted to play her. She seemed kind of boring. And then people started to figure out how good she is. And now she's uh, she's probably one of the most dangerous heroes in the game as far as you know how she's viewed. I picked her up shortly after she was introduced and just like played with her abilities a little bit. And then I just started in court because most of the most of the most of the heroes that I really like are the tank heroes. Like I really love Reinhardt, really love Winston. And then um, I like Bastion. He's like a turret character, but still. Um, And then May, I picked up May and I started incorporating her into that whole rotation because she's super useful. And she's a pain in the butt if you play her right. So, yeah, I like May. 
Alrighty. Um, I, last thing I think I'll mention before we go on to emails, and uh, we went into a little bit more than we usually do on one of, on the dev story, so we may have less emails. But uh, the Warcraft movie got some press screenings this week. Since none of us live in a place where they're having press screenings, we didn't get to go. I'm in the mountains and sad. <laughs> I, I, I live in, I live in a land of fire, apparently. So yeah, I'm currently I'm you know hands in the storm peaks, and I'm in flame land. I live in the largest middle of nowhere small town in America. Yeah. Well, Population live... 600,000. Nobody cares. Nothing happens here. There's no screenings. But <laughs> but cities half the size of Milwaukee, oh, they have 10 screenings because we love <laughs> Cleveland or whatever the hell. I'm surprised they didn't have a screening in Chicago, to be honest, which you could have probably tried to get to at least. Yeah. But yeah, no, nothing for uh, nothing for us in Edmonton. See, this is why sometimes I wish Bioware had a hugely successful MMO I could be covering. Because, you know, I could just go, I could walk down the street and be like, hey, guys, where's my ticket? But Blizzard is in Irvine, so no, no not going not gonna to get a ticket for that. So, But people so far seem to have said good things about it, the people who've seen it. Um, so there, there's that. I just thought I should mention it. And we, we now know exactly how the, uh, the transmog items work. I believe we've we've had since had a announcement on how that works. Do we? Did I miss it? Yeah, um, I believe you just it's going to be for two weeks, like the two months after the movie starts. You log in to WoW and you, you get log them. in and you get them. Oh, you just log in. You just yep. log in and you get them. Did we post this? If not, why not? I'm pretty sure we posted it since I got it from us. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. I was reading our site. You know that thing that the thing I do from time to time is read the site where we work. <laughs> How did I miss this? Okay. I don't know how you missed it, Alex. But yes, that's all you do. You just log in and you get them in your okay. mail. Yeah, Easy enough. Like last week on Blizzard Watch, you even covered it's in the last week thing that you wrote, um, Alex. Really? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Fair enough. But yeah, so that's that's it. You log on to your Horde and Alliance characters, and you'll get the various transmog items. Yeah, there's achievement. There's an achievement you get, and there's items that you get, which is actually pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. I'm glad. It means it, it that you don't. Like if you play the game already, you don't have to go see the movie to get the good stuff. Yeah, but, that's uh, what I. I kind of expected that it would be something like only get it if you go see it at this particular chain of theaters. But then after it was out of theaters, they would just give it out. That's that's how I expected it to play out. But I'm glad that that's not the case. All I know is that that's a really nice sword shield combination. It is. Uh, really good looking transmog items. The horde axe is actually kind of meh. There's plenty of horde axes out there. If you don't have an axe you like already, I guess this one might work for you. But I really feel like, you know, the, the staff. The is staff is cool, though. The axe is interesting to me because as soon as I saw the model, before I knew what it was for, I just saw the axe model. I was like, that looks like a frost wolf axe. Yes. So it's recognizable as what it is. But at the same time, it's kind of boring. The thing about that axe is it actually looks an awful lot like the uh, axe that dropped in 25-man Naxxramas, the uh, be the Betrayer of Humanity, and uh, it's just a one-hand version. You're it right. Like it does look a little bit like that, doesn't it? It's got the same like edging to the axe. Yeah. So that's uh, as a transmog junkie, you knew the second I saw it, my brain started going do 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 do. Oh, this axe. Okay. <laughs> Go through the catalog of everything. But it is it's it's a perfectly serviceable axe. It's just that, in my opinion, it's there's nothing tremendously special about it. Now the the staff, however, is like, yeah, that staff ain't kidding. 
that, that, I think there, I think there are going to be people who use that axe in transmog. Yeah, there there sure. are a lot of people who like simplicity, and when they look at like new tier sets, they're like, "I wish this wasn't so complex. I wish there weren't so many bits and bobs." And I think that kind of axe is going to be really valuable for transmog for those people who like simpler things. It's for that detailed matter, and match... it's pretty, but it's it's a simple kind of pretty. I like it. That. It very much matches like if you're a horde guy who's putting together like a, a horde set. Like, you know, I want to look like a horde warrior. Boom. This axe will work for you. Yes. But the staff, man, that staff is amazing. Um, why don't we do some emails? Uh, at this point, I'm going to ask you guys to remember podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We love to get emails on any subject. They can be lore emails. Uh, they can be, you know, game mechanic emails. They can be, this has always bothered me, emails. They can be about any game uh, that Blizzard does. They can't be about any game. Your huge rant about Uno and how unbalanced Uno is, that unfortunately we won't have much to do with that. But any Blizzard game, and if Blizzard ever does, you know, Blizzard Uno, then, you know, it's fair game at that point. Uh, more than happy to talk about Is hmm? it pronounced Uno? I always pronounce it Uno. I thought it was I just don't know. Uno. Perhaps. And how do you pronounce this game? Uno. Uno. Okay. Okay. At any rate, now that, now that we, <laughs> Alex has managed to prove me a liar, and we are talking about that. Well, it took me a second to figure out what game you were talking about, is why I asked. I was highly confused. Well, I thought you were just alluding that. to something. Nope. <laughs> but yes, anyway, first email, Anne. Uh, first email is from Ch- Chukanu? Chukanu? Something like that. Female Pandaren Hunter who says, greetings watchers. I was thumbing through some lore sites and came across a conundrum. If Aragal the Archmage was able to summon Morgan into physical Azeroth, does this mean he penetrated the Emerald Dream? Other than Yogg-Saron, has anyone else penetrated the Emerald Dream without the aid of the Dragonflight or Druids? Actually, they said Zog-Saron, so... I'm thinking maybe they meant Nizoth because Nizoth was the one that was involved with the Emerald Dream. But anyway, they want to know if anybody else has penetrated the Emerald Dream without the aid of the Dragonflight or the Druids. And Rossi, I'm going to hand it over to you. Because well, it's lore. Obviously, Arugal has. Um, in terms of whether or not anybody else has done so without the aid of Dragonflight or Druids, uh, I get the sense that the Titans constructs, the Titanforged, did. Because at least... Um, Freya is considered to have shaped the Emerald and she's the one that imbued the power to reach it to Ysera in the first place. So the Titan Forged have some ability to monkey around with it and obviously they they can tap into it. Do you think you maybe fight... that since Aragal is obviously he's a human, which means that he's huh? descended from the Vrykul who are Titan Forged, that has something that to been... do with the fact that he could get into it? It certainly could make an interesting uh, KYL at some point. Yeah. I had Hadn't actually thought of it until that moment. Well, and the Worgen themselves were humans. They were mm-hmm. descended from Titan Forge, and they were able to, like... Although, the ones that he pulled through weren't. They were Night Elves. That's true. But that's actually... One of the things about the entire the Emerald Dream, and has anyone else reached it, is we actually know that the people of Gilneas were tapping into the, uh, the Emerald Dream in a limited fashion. They didn't have druids, but they had the old religion that allowed them to use certain nature spells. And it was like a precursor to druids. The harvest so, witches. Celestine yeah. of the harvest. So that's actually something that's always interested me because we have those portals. Um, there's four of them. Uh, there's one up in, I can't remember the name of the place. It's, it's, it's in the uh, hinterlands, but I can't remember the name of the actual place, but just North of the hinterlands, there's one portal. There's another portal down in Duskwood inside that like bowl, like mountainous region. There's a portal in Feralos, and there's a portal up in, uh, 
I, I believe the portal's actually in Ashenvale. It's in it's Ashenvale. Very... It's just on the yeah, border it's... between Ashenvale and Ashara, which isn't actually a border anymore. Can you cross now? Is there still a bridge that'll let you yeah, get? The, the bridge is still there. There's even still an encampment there. Okay. It's just. It's not used by the It's Alliance overrun anymore. because, yeah, that's yeah. it's horde territory now. Well, Once upon yeah, a time, though. <laughs> yeah, there still actually are some, like, night elf NPCs there. Yeah. Because they get attacked, you know, as part of the thing. But So, yeah, those, those four portals are there, and we don't know who made them. Like, they're obviously night elf architecture, but nobody's actually said that the druids made them. So that's, that's an interesting you thing know, to think with, about, too. With Argal, I think sometimes... A fantasy world needs oddities, just people who can do things other people can't, or things that aren't fully explained. And I kind of liked Argal as just like a spooky werewolf making guy. He's like he just he does it because spooky werewolf making dude. It's, like, it's just his thing. <laughs> like just yeah. his thing. Like Kelfazad's thing was necromancy, right? Like he got thrown out of Dalaran because they're like no necromancy. He was just he was just a necromancer, you know. And and I liked Argal was just like I know how to make werewolf. Well, yeah. Plus, I mean, Argal never actually. No one told him the words Emerald Dream, and he never knew them. He didn't know what he was doing. He was just, he was smart enough and a good he enough mage. He thought he was bringing them in from, like, another world or something. Yeah. And and he was, effectively. Um, yeah. It's just not the one. He didn't know. He had no idea. He didn't. He had no idea what the War of the Satyr was. He didn't know. He just had, he, he was a good enough magician to get around all that. And that's ultimately... I'm fine with that. I am fine with Arugal just being a good enough magician that he, you know, figured it out. In terms of anybody else, like I said, the only ones I can think of are the Titans, the Titan Forged, because they made it. So they're they're actually a little better at it than the Dragonflights, which is kind of scary to think about it because Ysera has been in there for so long. But, you know, Freya did help make the place. Although there's certainly an implication, uh, if you read Chronicle, there's an implication that the Emerald Dream predates the Titan Forged and is, in fact named that because it is the dream of the planet and i'm not going to go into more specifics than that but the emerald dream is actually the dream of azeroth so there's that to consider too i think world of warcraft needs more aragals characters okay. he just wants more stuff. crazy werewolf guys werewolf I just, summoning I just dudes. Want more characters who, who where it's not like the titans did it or the old gods did it. it's just like this guy figured out how to do something weird nobody's ever done it before and maybe nobody ever will he, he he just does some weird stuff. I like those characters. Like this creepy guy figured out something awesome. More now I'm remembering Storm Rage and how there was the character in Storm Rage, like the human that was able to go into the Emerald Dream, and it was because something or other happened in Fey Dragons. I don't remember Is that the specifics. The guy where, like, his mom was a fairy or something. Luke and Foxblood. Yes, thank yes. you. That was weird. I don't, yeah. There you go. I'm a fairy. There you go, man. You wanted something weird. There he is. Yeah. That's true. There's your weird guy. All right. I'll take my guy who has a fairy mom. (laughs) All right. The next email. I think we can move on. Uh, Next email is from Sevatar who says, hey, watchers, quick question on resurrection. Obviously, it's a game mechanic. I'm not sure I would pay 10 pounds a month to play a game once if we stayed dead. But has there ever been an adequate explanation of why our characters resurrect on death? Following the revelations in Chronicle, one idea I've been playing around with myself is that it's Azeroth that's resurrecting us simply because it needs us in order to survive the various threats, not 
the lease, the Burning Legion, that uh, it's constantly enduring. Are we Azeroth's immune system? Is it a sign of flickering world soul consciousness? Would love to hear your headcanon. Cheers, Sevatar. P.S. Alex was on a dangerous path talking about northern English accents a few weeks ago. Look, I call things by what, by what people tell me they are. Okay. Right? That's all there is to it. Somebody from northern England says this is a northern accent. I say, okay, that must be a northern accent. That's all. Um, Illidan has a line about this that seems almost kind of in-jokey in the Demon Hunter intro from yeah. Legion. Um, where there's a point where, uh, I guess that you can discover it, where you die. You can die. And if you die, he goes, you also have an immortal demon soul. And explains that's why you can resurrect. <laughs> but that doesn't explain why everybody else can resurrect. Um, I guess the implication is we're all demons. I don't think that's accurate. There's, um, There used to be, and I don't know if it's still there, but there used to be a Blood Elf Paladin quest where you go and kill a dude and then like... It was use... part of the training thing for Blood Elf yeah. Paladins. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, creepy. You, you, go, you go and kill a dude and then you use the siphoned power of the Naru to resurrect him. And and the the premises that you stuff resurrection magic of that type is just within the purview of their abilities, but it's extremely limited. Like he's like, oh, thank God you res me soon, otherwise I would have been really dead. The implication being that you know you can't res somebody if they've been dead too long. Um, the he the, was mostly dead, not dead yeah. dead. The human paladin quest was less far less sinister. But it used to. They used to be like, "Hurry, take you know, take this talisman. I've I've imbued it with my power, and go find this guy who hasn't reported in. And you go find him, and he's dead. And your resume, he's like, Murlocs killed me. And then a bunch of Murlocs attack you because you know they were right there. They've just been yeah. waiting. Like, hey, whoa, we're on, we're on, guys. And then, of course, I mean, we were talking about blue dragons earlier. There's the whole thing with spirit healers and how they must actually exist because Azuragos is dating one yes so. he only gets to see her when he's dead so he was very upset when you bring him back he's like no i'm, I'm chilling with my sweetie look I'm, I'm just hanging out with my boo-boo bear i don't want to be involved in the affairs of mortals i've moved beyond that now i exist on another plane with my sweetheart yeah um it does complicate actual character deaths yeah there's canon resurrection abilities but there there is but it's treated it's not treated as like a casual kind of thing like um the short story varian wren i think it was blood of our fathers or something like that um he he actually andwin resurrects him he dies and andwin resurrects him right after um using the powers of the light and all of that and everybody was like wow that was really amazing that thing you just did i'm like well i could log on my priest and do that as long as i've got enough mana to do it you know (laughs) it's it's not like a big deal but apparently you know yeah it's one of those things where game mechanics really don't apply to lore yeah there's no point in like during like uh, if you read the warcraft novels after uh lothar dies Turalyon doesn't just res him and go noob i told you (laughs) to stay away from the doom hammer like, uh, you know, the armies of Stormwind are losing against the Orcish Horde and somebody just casts mass res and it's all good. Yeah, no, yeah, we that's, don't, we don't that, do that's that. not a thing. The orcs will be Nobody, so the orcs are not soul stoned. They don't, they don't <laughs> come back. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's one of those things where game mechanics are one thing. And they do try and incorporate it into the lore in little bits and pieces here and there. But it's not treated as, oh, this is just something you could do whenever. Long as yeah, you're trained, you can go ahead and not, do that. It's not like at any point everyone's, someone turned to Sylvanas and said, would you guys stop moping? Just line up and we'll res you. 
Seriously, I don't know why you just. Oh, you're so emo. Come on, yeah, you're alive again. You're all alive again. You can go back to being Lordaeron. You can head up the Silver Moon because nobody's dead anymore. So you're welcome. It's the armies Bye. of the light against the Burning Legion. It's okay, guys. We've got uh, how many druids have we got? We've got combat yeah. reses. It'll all be good. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> What's really funny is the the Legion actually has that mechanic, and yeah. they're being pretty explicit about it. The Legion are like, "Go ahead and kill us. We've just come back. <laughs> we'll just come back." Yep. Yeah. This reminds me of another thing that um, Hearthstones, people ask about Hearthstones a lot. Uh, like, are they canon? Are they an actual thing? And I think one of the books implies they are real, but they're exceedingly rare. Yeah. Like they're hard to get your hands on it's one. It's actually, I think I think it's there's one in the Cataclysm novel. Uh, it's in the, the Shattering. Yeah, Shattering Prelude to Cataclysm. Has I, a thought, I thought it would be a lot more fun if they were exceedingly common. Like, it's just everybody in the world had Everybody's one. Everybody's got one. You just go get one for, like, a fiver. And you're like, oh, no, I gotta you don't get even home. have to pay the fiber. You just go talk to the innkeeper, and they're like, oh yeah, one of those magic rocks here. The in- there you the go. In- I got mass- loads of those. They've got like a big bag of them behind the counter. They mass produce them because they want people to come back and pay for drinks. And you stuff. know those barrels that they always have stacked behind the bar? They're full of hearthstones. Yeah, that's not like, that's not wine. <laughs> like um, they're like uh matchbooks. You go to the bar, you get a matchbook with like the bar's name on it. Instead of the bowl of peanuts at the bar, they've just got a bowl of Hearthstone. So, like, every Hearthstone has the name of the inn etched into the back. So, like, if you just drop it, somebody sees, like, oh, I should go check out the Pig and Whistle. It seems like a great place. (laughs) Rub the thing, invoke it, and then they're there. And it's great. Advertising technique. That's a bar in Stormwind, isn't it? Really? You got me, man. I I don't The Pig and Whistle? Yeah, it's in Stormwind. It's in Old Town. Yeah. I know this because there's the two dudes that wander around telling each other oh, stories right. all the time. Right. Yeah. And they're all like, let's go to the pig and whistle. Yeah. So I, I just really like the idea of Hearthstones being super common. Everybody's got one. But, you know, it doesn't really do you much good if your Hearthstone's not set to someplace you want to go. Right. It's just well, most Hearthstones <laughs> are set to ends, man. It's like it's not going to do you any good if you're already there. <laughs> the average guy just teleports to the end. Oh, hey, Jim. Hey, how's it going? You, you want a beer? Yeah, I totally do. Okay. Are you living, or like you're living in a small village in you know the Elwyn countryside, and you hire a mage to bind one to your house? You go shopping, use the Hearthstone, take your groceries home. No, nah, I think they should be. You should be. See how stuck like everybody else is. You just have to find somebody to bind it to. So, the like you might bind it to Stormwind and then live in Elwyn, so you could teleport to Stormwind and then walk home. Do your shopping and then walk home. Yeah. Okay. Something but like that. Rate, yeah. All right. <laughs> This has nothing to do with resurrection. <laughs> it doesn't. We're just we're just kind of going off the rails at this point. And everyone should have flying mail today. I think probably we should just make this our last email because we did talk about the news for quite a while. Sure. Okay. Uh, this is from Yasir the Torrent Hunter who says, Hello, Watchers. Has Blizzard given any official statement specifically about adding more villains to Overwatch at a later date? After playing the beta and reading all the character backstories, I noticed only four villains will be included at launch. This stood out to me only because so much of the cast is so far unambiguously heroic. I'd love to see one of Talon's founding members and a malevolent Omnic counterpart to Zenyatta. I look forward to the podcast every week and thank you for running such a wonderful site. Thanks, Yosir. Um, Alex? I don't don't think they've said they'll specifically add more villains to the game. I don't think they even said they'd add more heroes really, Um, right away. But I think uh, in the game it doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, Like You can... Tracer and Reaper can be on the same team. It doesn't really matter. Um, so I think they're 
they could add more villains like in the comics and graphic novels and the animations. I think that would be they could do something like that. Um, I think um, any comic series lives and dies on its villains just as much as on its heroes. So I think them having really cool villains would be beneficial. Um, if not, you know, in the game, then in, in the extended universe. But um, I, I would disagree about some of the heroes being unambiguously uh, heroic. Um, I think some of them are kind of sinister, despite supposed to be heroes. Like McCree. Sim- McCree, um, he just shoots people. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like an anti-hero. McCree um, was part of an organization that Overwatch took down. And he left that organization and joined Overwatch and then took off when things started getting kind of messy between um, Soldier 76 and Reaper. But, I mean, back when it was Gabriel Reyes and Jack Morrison. Yeah. Um, and, like, Symmetra, I think she's kind of sinister. She's cool, but also kind of sinister. She's like a corporate goon trying to create... Symmetra's story is really interesting because she works for a corporation that's supposedly all about rebuilding the world after the Omnic crisis, but it's also the same corporation that went into Lucio's hometown and basically tried to, like, take over, enforce curfews, and, like, enslave the general public. Um, There's a little bit of, um, in-game, if you have Lucio and Symmetra on the same team, sometimes they'll have a little back and forth, and there's something like Lucio's, like, your company, blah, blah, blah. And Symmetra's like, your your uh, vision of freedom is an illusion. Like, she doesn't... F- like, Lucio's this, you know, Brazilian freedom fighter, and Symmetra's like, that's stupid. Yeah, because she has her own vision of order in the world, and so does the company that she works for. And she was kind of raised into that company. And it does say on her backstory, it says on her backstory that she's kind of uncertain about whether the company that she's working for really has the best interests of the world at heart but at the same time she's working for them they yeah. they basically plucked her from the streets from from poverty put her in the school because they saw that she was like proficient with the use of the particular technology that they use to build the buildings and things like that the stuff that they do and um they pretty much raised her i guess yeah and i guess i do i do think villains are important and um and that's why the, blackthorn's gonna be in the game i think the villains they have are kind of uninspiring i think Le- reaper is kind of lame uh Junkrat and roadhog they're they're like comic relief i like Junkrat and roadhog though because when you look at their story like when you go back and look at their story and what happened to australia these guys spent the omnic crisis fighting their butts off and trying to defend their home from the Omnics. And then once the Omnic crisis was over, the government of Australia said, hey, Omnics, we want to be friends. So we're going to give you this land that these guys spent all of this time fighting to defend. We're just going to hand it over to you because peace. And Roadhog was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? So there was like, there was good reasons for him to do what he's doing. But he, yeah, he did kind of go off the deep end. Same thing with Junkrat. He kind of went off the deep end a little bit. But I do find their story kind of compelling. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think these and, are things that have to play out in, in the comics and the universe. Like maybe these hero, these villains will turn out super cool, but they have to get that story moving forward for me to feel that way. And then Hanzo, you've got Hanzo. He, he tried to kill his own brother and nearly succeeded. Genji was the one who was taken into Overwatch and Genji was working for Overwatch. He was working with Overwatch for as long as it took to take down the organization that tried to kill him. And once that was over with, he said bye. 
and took off. Um, and Hanzo, Hanzo was kind of like so upset with the fact that, oh my God, I killed my own brother, that he sort of peaced out and, and left. So the both of them are kind of in this nebulous gray area as far as that goes. And a lot of, you have to remember too, that a lot of Overwatch's story right now is not, the game itself is not heroes versus villains. You, you could swap between heroes. They're all called heroes when you play them. They're all called heroes. Um, but the story, the story behind the game is still stuck at that point where Winston is just getting the gang back together. And yeah. you have this whole background thing going on with Talon and Reaper and Widowmaker. And you're not quite sure say, how that all relates. For, for as much as Alex thinks Reaper is, is kind of boring... I'm gonna assume that's what you're saying because that's kind of what, what your your implication is. You well, think uh, kind of boring. The most of what most of what we have, like I, I know yeah. there's this backstory as Gabriel is, but most of what we have as for current Reaper is what he looks like, and he looks yeah. like. But let me just say this: I get I get that. I actually kind of agree with you. He looks a little bit like an image character, but <laughs> I like I really like the interaction between him and other characters. And the th- and there's one that, there's one in particular when Mercy says, "What happened to you?" And he turns to her and goes, you tell me, Doc. That and there's indicates... this implication that she was the one who tried to stitch him back together Mercy, again. Mercy is another one that comes across as strangely sinister to me. Because she has she just has some lines that make you wonder. And she has her whole... Mercy go, huh? Heroes never die for a price? Uh, yeah. That's oh, that's if she's got heroic. the imp skin. That's, okay. that's if she's got a particular skin where okay, she's got okay. like the imp skin that and she's supposed know. to be kind of evil or whatever. Yeah, that's not in her regular outfit. Gotcha. Um, so that's kind of, and it's sort of like uh, Tracer, Tracer and Reaper. If Tracer kills Reaper every once in a while, she'll go, she'll be like, death lives. <laughs> or like, she'll make fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of the banter that's going on. That's just like funny banter that they've put in the game and they've put it in relation to a certain skin or a certain thing. I find Reaper interesting because we don't know anything about the Blackwatch unit that Reyes was part of, and we don't really know the details of what went on between him and Morrison. And there's something there in between what happened with him and Morrison and in between the accusations that that came up against Overwatch that caused Overwatch to be disbanded in the first place. There's something in there that hasn't been defined yet and whatever it is i I know they've got a graphic novel coming out and the graphic novel is going to uh involve it's going to involve that whole conflict between reyes and morrison and i'm really looking forward to seeing that play out i don't know if they're going to go into the details but yeah the story of overwatch we're kind of in a space where it hasn't it hasn't gone much further than winston is getting the gang back together again and i don't know where they're going to advance it and that's the qualifier for everything with me with Overwatch. Okay, I'm really excited for it. I but the longer they take to move things along, the more bored I get. Like I'm I'm less hyped about the current comics they're putting out because it's like meet Junkrat and Roadhog. Like I did already. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, you have, but the general public right hasn't yet. So you know. Okay, uh, is that it for us today? Yeah, that is. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. 
Thank you, Anne. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you want to send an email to the podcast, please do at podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Again, any subject, that, as long as it's within our purview, we're more than happy to talk about it. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>